Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Perspective. I hope you are all doing super, super good, securing every single possible academic bag that there is to secure if you are working. I hope you are working hard and working consistently to reach the goals that you have set for yourself. And if you are taking some time off, there is absolutely no shame in that whatsoever. It's definitely accounted for because you are now listening to my podcast. And it's not been a beautiful year. So taking some time off to repair and get your mental health, your body, your soul to a point where you feel that you are satisfied and tranquil is imperative. So that's nothing to feel bad about whatsoever. Anyway, not so long ago, I asked my followers on Instagram to give me suggestions as to which topics of discussion they would like to hear being spoken about on my podcast. And I did get some feedback. So thank you so much to all of you that took it upon yourselves to send me some ideas. I really do appreciate it. And I did say that I would record each of the episodes in the order in which I received the suggestions. Um, So my first suggestion was actually from a friend. Uh, She asked me if I could discuss my personal experiences with regards to colorism and featureism. And she wasn't the only person that suggested this. I got three more people asking me to discuss the same topic. And because I'll be discussing my personal experiences, I don't have a guest on today's episode. But before diving right into it, I just want to give everyone a bit of background. I'm hoping to nourish your understanding of today's topic. I don't want to go into it headfirst without ensuring that you guys and myself are on the same page. So firstly, what is colorism and what is featureism? Colorism can be defined as discrimination and prejudice based on skin color. So this is something that usually occurs within one race or ethnic group. Colorism is also known as shadism because What determines the way people treat you is the shade of your skin, how fair or how dark you are. And featureism, on the other hand, is defined as a form of architectural design based around certain accentuated features. In this case, an example of featureism would be favoring stereotypically European features over stereotypically African features. So because I didn't want to record this episode unaware and unequipped, I did quite a bit of research, read a couple of articles, and with the information that I gained, I hope that I can provide you all with info that proves itself to perhaps be new to you, info that I might be adding to your current knowledge, and info that is actually really interesting. So the first article that I read was an article that I sourced from soulguidemedical.com. Not soul like your soul, but soul as in the capital of South Korea, spelled S-E-O-U-L. I may be pronouncing it wrong. Chances are high. Um, so obviously, I won't be discussing the entire article. I picked out parts which I found relevant and interesting. And while reading, I noticed a subheading in the article that read, what is a whitening injection, which had me shook. 
And I learned that in, um, in South Korea and in other parts of the world, there is an injection called a whitening injection, which is responsible for making the skin look fairer, brighter, and apparently it restores the skin's health and can eliminate dark spots and pigmentation. It sounds a bit like I'm an advocate for the whitening injection, but I'm not. And so the duration of the procedure is a mere 10 to 30 minutes without the administration of anesthesia. So basically, all the doctor does is that he or she will disinfect the area where they will be inserting the treatment. They look for the largest vein and then they insert the injection. Um, I also learned from this article that in South Korea, the trend of having porcelain snow white skin doesn't actually come from the desire to look Caucasian or to look white. Um, But for South Koreans, this can be traced back two centuries ago, where fairer skin was and still is associated with wealth, people who are well off. And the reason for this association would be that it means that they do not or did not work outside enduring hard labor on the fields. And um, the second article that I read, I sourced from the New York Times. It's titled, India Debates Skin Tone Bias as Beauty Companies Alter Ads. Now, if you've watched Bollywood films, you would know that most, if not all of them, have something very prominent in common. And this is that the actors and actresses are Indian people that have a fairer skin tone. Um, But it's not even just something that happens in the films, it's also something that happens in their series, as well as their advertisements and other forms of media. And from reading this article, I learned that this issue of colorism in India dates back to colonial times, when none other than the British rulers, who else, favoured light-skinned Indians over dark-skinned Indians for government jobs. And what happened was... These prejudices basically have made their way into Indian culture. So preferences for light-skinned over dark-skinned will occur when it comes to things such as marriage. Attaining a job is even a struggle for most if they don't have lighter, fairer skin. And I learned that in some families, daughters-in-law that have darker skin are called derogatory names by their in-laws and that students with darker skin are more likely to be bullied in schools. And because of these attitudes, um, the demand for like skin lightening creams and whiteners and bleaching products have grown. I mean, you can find them anywhere on the shelves of beauty stores, of supermarkets, everywhere in India. And there was even a matchmaking site um, by the name of shadi.com that allowed users to filter potential partners based on skin tone. Um, But after facing a lot of backlash from North American users, the website had to remove this filter. I don't even know why it was allowed to be there in the first place. But anyway, the last article that I will be discussing with you guys before diving deep into my personal experiences is titled Colorism and Discrimination Based on Skin Color in South Africa, which is an article that I sourced from unlabeledmagazine.com. So in this article, 
The writer discloses that she was always a victim of being ridiculed about her skin tone. And um, she states that growing up, she never saw anything wrong with her skin tone, and rightfully so. Um, but until she noticed her light skin friends being treated better than her. And she mentions that this is something that she witnessed on the school grounds, on playgrounds with peers, uh, the teachers, and even outside of school. And she claims that she had to work harder to be noticed. The writer also adds that being dark-skinned came with nicknames such as Nyamane and Mantu, which basically mean darkness. Uh, but being dark-skinned also came with the term dark dindi. And for those who don't know, dark dindi is the term that is used to refer to a beautiful dark-skinned woman. And according to the writer's understanding, it meant that she was more beautiful uh, in comparison to other dark-skinned girls or that she was beautiful based solely on the fact that she is dark. Um, in South Africa, we also use another term called... Um, or referred to as yellow bone. And this term is used to praise and glorify light-skinned individuals. And so now that I've shared with you an article that is close to home, I think that it's only right that I disclose and tell you about my experiences. So take me seriously because your girl is about to open up. So growing up, I never had an issue with my skin tone. I just saw myself as this beautiful dark-skinned girl. You know, my skin tone was never an issue for me. And when I would see people that were lighter than me, they were just lighter than me. And when I saw people that were darker than me, they were just darker. When I saw somebody medium-toned, they were just medium-toned. You know, it was never a thing of why is her skin lighter and why can't mine look like that? And I would never look at somebody darker than me and think, oh, well, I'm better off because, you know, I'm dark, but at least I'm not that dark. It was never really a thing of, um, it was never something that crossed my mind. This is just the way that I looked, you know, it was never an issue for me. And I remember growing up, my sister and I used to watch this um, show called Moesha starring Brandy, the artist. And... When I would see her, I would see myself being represented. I saw a beautiful dark-skinned girl and I saw myself within her. And um, in music videos back then, rap videos or R&B videos, um, I would see myself represented within every single dark-skinned black woman that was in those music videos, you know? And back then there was a variety of, of women in the music videos. There were light-skinned women, dark-skinned women. And it was never a thing about their skin tone. They were in the music video simply because they were attractive. And I saw myself represented in the, in the dark-skinned women. And um, as I got a bit older, because that was when I was really young, as I got a bit older, I, um, I made uh, white friends. And I had white Barbie dolls that looked just like them. You know, they had the hair that my friends had and they had the eyes that my friends had and the nose and the lips and I just thought to myself um well you know why why isn't there a doll that that looks like me and then I sort of came to the conclusion that maybe there wasn't a doll that looked like me because I was not society's standard I was not society's norm and that it would not be normal for a Barbie doll to be a black Barbie doll 
you know, I had just came to that conclusion because that was what I was seeing. And um, I remember having a conversation with um, a friend. We were very little, like 11. And um, she's white. And I remember she asked me a question and we were in her mom or her dad's car. And she asked me a question and she asked me why my upper lip is brown. And when she asked me that question, I was so embarrassed. Like the embarrassment was excruciating for me. I just thought to myself that, ugh, like this is obviously something that's not normal. And I remember she went on to say that, um, you know, she was told that um, the reason why, you know, her lips and why white people's lips are that red, that deep red or that deep pink in color is because they have more more blood. And I just ran with it because it sounded like a good biological reason. So I just said to her, I was like, yes, definitely. Like, I don't have enough blood in my upper lip and that's why mine is brown and yours is red. And now thinking about that, um, it's a bit of a microaggression. Obviously, it, it wasn't deliberate because we were small. Um, but thinking about it that day that that question was asked to me, I just didn't feel normal. And I remember I wanted so badly to look like my my white friends. I wanted to have the the long hair. I wanted to have the eyes that are green in the shade and blue in the sun and then they go gray at night you know and those things that they would tell me and I just wanted to look like them and that's when I guess it really started for me the colorism thing um started there but it still wasn't a thing of within my own society or within the black community rather it wasn't a thing of me viewing um viewing uh, lighter skinned people as more beautiful than myself it was more of a thing of viewing white people as more beautiful than than black people and um obviously as i got older that changed uh that opinion has definitely changed uh for the better um and what i've noticed is that uh, what else has changed is the women that we are seeing in music videos, uh, the women that we are seeing as main characters, you know, those women are now um, light-skinned women or mixed girls. You'll hardly see a dark-skinned girl uh, in a music video or being the main character of anything. Uh, most of the time it's a light-skinned girl or a mixed girl and that's just that's what society accepts as beautiful. That's what society praises. And um, that was something that also it fueled my, my insecurities. And I felt that maybe the reason why dark-skinned girls like myself are not filling those positions is because we are not attractive. I'm not attractive. I'm not beautiful. And even if you listen to the, the vocabulary that rappers use nowadays, it's a thing of constantly emphasizing that yellow bone or red bone or just the fact that the girl that he's talking about, the girl that he finds attractive is a light-skinned woman. And that was something um, that also it started to affect me because why not just embrace the fact that a person is beautiful? Why constantly emphasize the fact that 
they are light skin when skin tone is something that is so futile when looking at an individual in their entirety and that's something that started to um to bother me and i felt that um maybe i was viewed as less attractive to to men and you know black men weren't exactly um making it easier for me and for other black skinned i mean dark skinned women sorry um i just felt as though you know we were kind of being sidelined and being um being a black woman a black person in general is a very difficult thing it's difficult to be black not because being african or being black is actually difficult there is nothing difficult about having brown skin uh but just because society and uh eurocentric views on beauty those are the things that make it difficult to be black and um i remember i was having a conversation with this boy earlier this year um not boy this this guy earlier this year and i was with my friends and we asked him what his type is and um he said either white or light skinned and that's that's it and that response uh brought about a lot of questions in my mind and i thought to myself is what he's describing as his type is that a preference thing or is it a self hate thing within our community as black people and as as people of color because it's a common response he's not the first black guy that has ever said that to me and i think what made um me feel even worse about being dark skinned is the fact that i was always around i mean if it's the boys that i grew up with if it's not them then it's the boys i went to school with just the black boys that i would interact with not all of them i'm not at all saying that this is all of them um but just some a couple i would ask about their 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 types and they would always give me the same answer they would say either light skinned or white and i think what they don't realize is that besides the fact that that is so damaging to the women of our community as black people uh what they don't realize is that that idea that fair skin is is more beautiful has um it's come from colonialism and european uh views on on beauty people don't understand that as a as a community as a black community as people of color we have all been conditioned and indoctrinated to a point where we don't even see our skin as beautiful when it actually is it's so beautiful and that's not even something that i'm saying to make people of color or black people feel better about ourselves our skin is genuinely so stunning because <laughs> what doesn't make sense to me is that colorism exists within our communities but then when you look at the white community um you get white people that don't want to be pale because that's frowned upon within their community uh so they go tanning and they go to uh, tanning salons so that their skin can be darker and then they praise it and we praise it as well like oh she's so tanned and it's such an attractive thing the brown skin is such an attractive thing and that leads me to um this chat about um about featureism so another 
thing with featureism is for me I never really experienced it at all throughout my life I think um, for me personally as an individual the only feature I didn't like about myself was my height I always felt that I was too tall like put me in any group of people maybe not now because I've met tall people this year (laughs) but um, in the past I was always the tallest you know everyone else was more or less the same height or shorter and I would just stand out and I felt like a street light and I felt that that was an attractive um trait I thought that being tall was just not attractive for me as 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 a woman but now I love my height and I actually want to be and kind of need to be (laughs) three centimeters taller but that's for another chat um but otherwise I've never really experienced anything um anything hectic regarding featureism uh, but what I can say and what makes me absolutely sick is that um, our features as as African people, as as black people, our features are being duplicated within people that are not of African descent. You know, um, for example, the the Kardashians or, or Kylie Jenner um who got lip fillers and who got her bum done and she's just basically she's turned herself or they've turned themselves into clones of of black women you know they have features that are stereotypically and commonly black features our shape our lips everything and um they are able to to make money and monetize those things whereas our features on us have never been celebrated by anyone else you know we are constantly having to remind ourselves of how beautiful our afros are and our full lips and our bodies because those are things that have been animalized by people who are not black and then when they duplicate our features and our anatomy and when they duplicate those those things they become celebrated and people love them you know um i know people of you know people that are not black not all but like say for example this trend of of teasing your hair let's say white people tease their hair and add all of this this hairspray and um you know essentially it makes their hair look like an afro and it's so celebrated and they have this in quotation marks edgy look to them and then our afros are deemed as undesirable and as filthy and not attractive and abnormal you know and um it's just it doesn't make sense i mean even if you google unprofessional hairstyles you will only see black hairstyles if you google professional hairstyles you will see stereotypically european hairstyles you will see european hair white hair you know and those are just the things that contribute to um, issues such as featureism within our community. And so those are just my experiences. That's just my viewpoint. Um, that is my perspective. So thank you to everyone that has listened. I think today's episode might be a little bit longer. I'm sorry for that. I try to keep them as short as possible. But thank you to every single one of you that have subscribed. Thank you to everyone that sent me the suggestions. Thank you for your constant, constant support to all my friends, my family. Thank you so much, guys. I really do appreciate it. And I'm sorry that this episode is late you know, academically, it's not been cute, uh, but I will try to be more consistent. And thank you so much for lending me your ears.